You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. One of my goals for this year is putting together some amazing travel experiences for my friends and family. And I'm here to tell you all about Get Your Guide, a foolproof way to guarantee these amazing memories on a trip you will never forget. You can choose from over 100,000 travel experiences in the United States and around the world, all locally vetted and expertly curated. From the obvious tourist must-sees to under-the-radar gems you could only hear about from a local, there is something for everyone. It's time to let Get Your Guide do the work, so you can just sit back, relax, and have a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Want to take a New York City deli tour? How about a pasta-making class in Rome? A before-hours tour of the Vatican? Or a jazz music discovery tour in New Orleans? These are just a few of the things completely possible with Get Your Guide. No matter where your travels take you, Get Your Guide offers the best way to connect with your destination, with the expert help that makes it that much easier. You deserve it. Don't wait any longer. Take my advice and give yourself the gift of an unforgettable travel experience at GetYourGuide.com. Safe travels. Hey, are you listening to us right now on some headphones? And if so, how about a little ASMR? ASMR, I don't even know what it means. Even more than ASMR, we're here to help you. It's time to learn about JBuds Mini from JLab, the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. It's perfect for on-the-go listening to something amazing like Pod Meets World. And we've got a deal for you. Use the code WORLD25 for 25% off. Oh, what a deal. Visit JLab.com now to find your kind of tech. And remember, WORLD25 for 25% off. Hiring is hard. Express employment professionals make it easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted, and interviewing unqualified applicants. Visit ExpressPros.com to let the pros help you. Express Employment Professionals is your full-service workforce solution, connecting you with top talent fast. With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players every year. And they can help you, too. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the location near you. I think it's well known by this point that um, I'm not hugely a fan of children. They're wonderful little little things that follow mm-hmm. you around and are loud and carry disease. But not being wrong. at your house the other day, mm-hmm. and I was I came back and I told Sue the story about Adler coming out and transforming into the Hulk. Yeah, yeah. But halfway through transforming into the Hulk, <laughs> trying to pull up the bottom of his pants and pull up his sleeves so that it looked like he was ripping out of his Hulk clothes, but he couldn't get it. So he broke character in the middle and you're like, do you need help? He's like, yeah, yeah, I need help. (laughs) And so you walked over and he paused paused the, uh, the, the, the performance. You walked over, you tugged up both his little, little 
shorts, little pants, and then the little sleeves, and he instantly jumped back in character. And he came back in, and it was one of the cutest things I've seen yeah. in a very long time. I was crying. And then immediately wanted to transition back. Wife. And then yeah. he was like trying to pull the pants back down to normal, and he was getting frustrated with that. It was yeah, no, I loved so it. funny. Oh, God, his commitment. And, like, I love how he kept looking at his hands, like, shocked yeah. that and it was changing. It was, like, I'm it's changing. all like the realization of the transformation is happening. <laughs> so funny. But the it breaking so character funny. in the middle. To be like, do you for need help, help? for yeah. mommy? Yeah, mm-hmm. I need help. Yeah. I need, it yeah. was perfect. It yeah. really was pretty awesome. So yeah, yeah, he's pretty great. He's he's really performative. Whenever writer talks about indie and his performative nature, I'm like, yeah, we have one of those too. Like he is. Yeah. Oh, definitely. He, he really. I mean, and you guys saw him like at his worst too. He woke up from his nap. It wasn't a very good nap. He's not feeling well. He like hid for basically what 45 minutes from you guys. Didn't want to <laughs> cry if I left the couch, and then went into the other room, got into a better mood, and then came out. And you guys just saw him at one of his best. It's like yeah. It's just you so much fun. You literally just described an actor. <laughs> <laughs> I cried on the couch for 45 minutes. I'm the not director, leaving my dressing room. I'm not leaving my dressing room. I, I had a bad nap. Last night. <laughs> Where's I my away. wardrobe person? Who's going to help me fix <laughs> yeah. these clothes? I walked away. I got centered. I found myself. I came back out and I performed. You just so described an actor. Babies is what we're saying. <laughs> oh my gosh. I This is too, this is hitting very close to home. So true. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for sharing that, Will, because I did I did worry that at some point you were going to be like, I don't know, no. burning from the inside. No, children, too many children. Not if anything, it, it's I love being around them and they're very funny and I get to see moments like that. It makes me love when I come home and they're not yeah, there. So exactly. It's not, I don't mind being around kids at all. I love kids. I love entertaining I we kids. Do, we I do, love, Joe. You are so yeah. good with kids, too. You sat right I down with kids. Adler and played the drums with them. And Heck yeah. I love kids. And y'all, we have been quite busy on some new merch. Yes, releasing two new shirts, but both are only available for a short time at podmeetsworldshow.com. First up, yes, you all learned recently, because of course I've always known this, that I am in fact the best grandpa ever. And with my new t-shirt, you can now spread the word. Yes, that is right. We have a shirt that looks exactly like mine. However, this one reads, Will is the best grandpa ever, and it is available now. You know you want to go out there and give me some praise, uh, because even though I have no children, thankfully, we all know I am, in fact, the best grandpa ever. Uh, And lastly, Danielle's morbid moment from last week, where she basically admitted she fantasizes about the sweet, sweet sleep of death, now has a shirt. Yes, a vintage Topanga-era photo of Danielle on a blue shirt, and it's innocently accompanied by her exact quote, Imagine what the deep sleep of death must feel like. Wow, so Topanga. And of course, our logo's on the back. They are available now only through Black Friday, so don't wait. Go help me actually win the award for uh, Best Grandpa Ever. And of course, let people know that Danielle is having some serious issues, but that can all probably be solved with just a decent night's sleep. So go out and pick up these If You Know You Know shirts at podmeetsworldshow.com. But until then, get off my lawn! Yeah, still trying to work on the grandpa thing. Writer, speaking of that, drum, you do you like somewhat play the drums? Yeah, don't you remember? He used to play back in the day. Yeah. I remember you I had took a drum lessons. kit back in the day. I took really? lessons while we were on Boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know that? Do you yeah, remember? No. The, don't you remember the shoot we did that one time where we all had to be a band? No. What? You don't remember? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So there is, there's got, it's got to be out there somewhere because it was either an ABC promo or TGIF promo or something, but they brought us to a place 
and we were all a band. And I, I started on the drums. Like the Danielle, you were playing guitar or singing. Ryder, you were on guitar. Ben was doing were something. Were we like just lip syncing? What was the deal? I don't this remember if there was so an vaguely familiar. I mean, I, I feel like I've been thing, in this yeah. situation multiple times yeah. where it was like, yeah, just be a rock band and do a That's music what video. We were. And like, we were, you were doing like a fake music video. Band. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? And then oh. in the meantime, like in between one of the takes, you jumped on the drums and actually played something and everyone was like, oh, like you can actually play the drums. I have a vague memory of you having a drum set now that we say that. Did it have like silencers on it? Like pads on it? Yeah, we had pads on it. Yeah. Remember my house in Encino when you used to come there? There was like a play room. Like it was like off the garage. It was like just a room for the couches to hang out. And I had my drum kit in there and I I took lessons from a really great teacher. Um, Yeah, yeah, there was a there was a lighting designer on our show called named Daryl Pelagi. You guys remember Daryl? Yeah, I remember Daryl. Daryl was great. And I became really good friends with him. And Daryl was really big in the music scene because he did he lit um, a lot of musicians uh, he had done Frank Zappa's shows and he had been Tom cool. Waits lighting designer and so he introduced wow. me to Tom Waits which like changed my life yeah yeah, came, yeah and Daryl like he was the first person to like talk to me about music and like when he found out that I was interested in music and the drums he like immediately did research found like three amazing drummers who like usually didn't teach classes and was like all three of these guys are good and like hooked me up with this amazing drum teacher I just didn't stick with it it's such, such a bummer it's like music I once took off. guitar lessons and it hurt my fingers, so I stopped. <laughs> I did that with the bass. I wasn't good the first day, so I quit. Same. Yeah, yeah I wasn't yeah. very good and it hurt, and I was like, mm, not going to commit to this. I know. So what I remember, what, what what's crazy to me to think about is that I started taking drum lessons while we were on Boy Meets World at, what, 14, 15 or whatever. And I remember thinking, it's too late. I'm not, I'm never going to like oh, I'm never going to be a musician like and in retrospect like that's when you really learn how to yeah. be a right. musician is like you're a te- you're a teenager and like either you have some musical background or even starting fresh at that point you can still become a great musician but sure. because of our success at Boy Meets World I think I was already in the mindset like Oh, I already have my, right. I'm too old to like start a new career or like do something <laughs> new, which is absurd. It's a career already. It's already absurd. a career. I'm I mean, like in my twenties, I finally realized like, oh, I can start something new and do it. But it's, I think it's something that happens when you're a child actor is like, you kind of think like, oh, well I have to be great at it right out of the gate and it has to happen yeah. Yeah. really early. And if I don't reach, you know, incredibly high success, then I must be bad at I this. Failed. I and failed. it's like, no, you could yeah. be good at something. Wait until your thirties to finally succeed at it. But in that, like, I, that, no one, you could have explained that to me at the time. I was like, so that's why I probably gave up the drums because I was just like, well, I could yeah. see other people being better at my age. And I was like, uh, it's too late for me to learn this now. Ugh. Did either of um, you I, have I, regular music growing up in school? Like, I, like, we all had to pick an instrument. So I played the trumpet in the fourth and fifth grade. And then I moved to, like, no. the drum. Did you have regular music classes like we did? No, I took piano. No. My mom signed me up for piano, but then I got into acting. And once I took over acting I just didn't have time like, but not in I school started, you, you know. didn't do band or choir or any of that kind of stuff in school no because I, I was out of regular school by fourth grade fifth oh, grade yeah. which is like when you start really doing I guess I don't yeah. know Indy's already started a little music stuff at his school but I think that's unique that usually was kind of big start at our like school. sixth grade yeah. yeah you had to pick you know you had to pick an, an instrument and then you got into the band and then it it's was really first chair smart. second so chair all it's that really kind of smart great. to get to open kids up to like all the different instruments and be like which one do you want to try and you know you don't have to commit forever but see if any of these speak to 
you. I have shout no out to music. Connecticut, California kids. Yeah, Boom. that's hey, Connecticut. <laughs> Connecticut's you made your got own instruments. <laughs> exactly. You carved them out of one piece you of wood. Whittled <laughs> the cello. Whittled the cello. <laughs> I'm watching alone right now, and it's basically just like watching my school in Connecticut. <laughs> oh, welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong. And I'm Will Friedle. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What does it take to run a small business? Heart, smarts, and the nerve to risk it all in the face of adversity. Listen to The Unshakables, the new podcast now available from Chase for Business and iHeart. It features real stories from real small business owners who take you through the turmoil, triumphs, and quick turns that help their businesses break through. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Copyright 2024, J.P. Morgan Chase and Company. Hi, I'm Danielle Fischel from Pod Meets World. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio from iHeartMedia and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, host Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. We all can't help but wonder what awaits us around the next corner. What new roads are left to be discovered? What adventures lie just over the next ridge? Push beyond your current limits and find out. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there where the road leads you, and even where the off-road takes you. If you're taking on your adventure in a new 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is your always-updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Whether the adventure is about the destination, the journey itself, or both, your SUV will match your tenacity mile after mile. And no matter how far you wander, you'll remain tethered to home without even the need to connect your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. 
every one of Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. The world is waiting to be discovered. What are you waiting for? Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Our guest today is a very beloved member of Boy Meets World. Uh, His name is Matthew Lawrence. He played Jack Hunter for 69 episodes of Boy Meets World. He was Sean's half-brother and Eric's college roommate. And his first appearance was in season uh, five, episode one, called Brothers. Mm -hmm. Let's welcome Matthew Lawrence to the pod. Matt, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? We can hear you. We can hear you. Wow. Look at how beautiful the trees are behind you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of gardening uh, lately. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty. I would love to take you around. I don't know if I lose Internet, but I got like bananas and papayas and all sorts of stuff growing out there this year. Where do you live? Are you in uh, Brazil? (laughs) You all Sherman Oaks. Okay, so so the Brazil of the valley. (laughs) (laughs) Brazil of the valley. (laughs) (laughs) You look like you're on a set. I'm waiting for oh, them really? to pick up, pick up the back and just move it, move it around. Like it's going to walk out all the, all the green behind you is just going to leave instantly. <laughs> Wait, oh, I have man. another question for you. Looking at the, at the bananas and all of this gardening you've been doing, how much of this is because you have how many iguanas? Oh, geez. Oh yeah, it's true. Um, I have, um, well, the 12 babies have now become what? huge. And I don't I know bet. what to do with them all. 12. So now I got 12 huge green iguanas. I got two Cuban iguanas and uh, a bunch of other things too, guys. I got a little zoo here right now. It's do crazy. they all get along or do you have to keep them separate? Separate. Separate. So yeah. males, you can't keep males together. Okay. So, so how of the 12, how many of them are males? Well, there's, there's uh, four. Four males. And so those wow. four have like their own habitats, cages. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Terrariums. Uh, greenhouses. <laughs> oh. oh my God. A whole greenhouse? Wait, yeah. so you have four greenhouses? Yeah. Yeah, I built, I built four, four of them. I, again, I'd love to take you in and show you around. Man. <laughs> you have way more lizards than me. <laughs> I think I weigh more lizards than a lot of people will. Do you, I, sell, I, like, do you sell them or are they? So a lot of them are, um, I'm working with a lot of endangered species. So I don't really sell them. I uh, keep them as a part of a genetic pool uh, in case uh, wild populations go down. We share animals and share genetics and things like that. Jeez. Wow. That's so cool. I remember now you haven't always been into iguanas, right? Like not, it wasn't like a childhood love. It's something you kind of grew into later in life, right? Like a teenager. Oh no. Really? No, No, it started. I I, actually, I was, uh, I was trying to, I was telling the story to somebody the other day. Um, It started, I was in, um, I was on the East coast, uh, uh, East Southeast coast. And uh, I saw some little green anoles, those little green lizards you see around. Anyway. Um, And I remember it. We took a family trip there when I was like around six or seven. And uh, I, I put them in, I caught a male and a female and I put them in my pocket, took them on the airplane, brought them back. Oh yeah, I Probably had them breaking for some four years. laws across, I know, crossing state lines with animals. <laughs> so, and my parents didn't know. Nobody knew. Security didn't know. They were going to check like a six-year-old back in, you know, 86. Great. You were mewling. You were mewling yeah. at, 80, at 86. Great. A six-year-old iguana mule. That's that's the the the, the, the news wow. of the day. Great. 
Yeah. Man. So, yeah. I'd like to go home shopping with you. So where... Okay, great. There's one bedroom. That's fine. Where am I going to put nine greenhouses? Can you show me that that property, please? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's always been an issue. Uh, it's always been an issue. But um, yeah, you know, I'll tell you guys, if I didn't have them, uh, I don't know. I uh, They pretty much saved my life a couple times, many times. You know, going out there, it's like the, the best decompression I've ever... Okay. I don't know. It makes me happy. I get that. Like, it's weird. I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to force this on anybody else, but I get that like, you know, that like feeling you get when you see like puppies or babies or yeah. kittens. That's the feeling I get when I see reptiles and amphibians. I can't well, explain that's great. it. No, hey, if but it works for you, when you way, said right. they've saved your life a couple times, you're talking yeah. spiritually, right? Because in my head, yes. an army of iguanas coming to save you from something <laughs> is, pretty is awesome. like the coolest <laughs> thing Pixar ever. Film. Yeah, he was yeah. choking and the iguanas <laughs> came the in. The iguanas did the Heimlich. Exactly. Heimlich. You know, you're, you're in the middle of a bank. Somebody comes in and robs it. All of a sudden, all these iguanas come in. Like, that's where my head goes. Yes. Matt's iguanas. Army. <laughs> so cool. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So yeah. Matt, we want to start our, our interview with you the same way we ask a lot of the same question we ask a lot of child actors. We okay. know you come from a family of actors, but when exactly did you start acting? How old were you? Did you happen to be 10? No, it was he predates. Oh, I was going to say he'd been working for eleven years by that point. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you know how you know it was a different situation for me a little bit because my older brother had started. Joey, like, and he he started. So we it's weird how we got into acting because we actually started out as a musical family. We were singing, dancing, and tapping piano lessons. That's what we were doing. We're going into Manhattan, you know, doing all that kind of stuff, and then. We were at this place called the Willow Grove Mall, uh, and Joe was like maybe five or six, and I was probably two or three. And this photographer came out of the little store. I don't know if you remember, guys, when your kids there was like a little photography store yeah. in the oh, mall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Olin yeah. Mills. So this, Olin Mills. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So this this lady comes out. I'll never. I, I have vague memories of it, and grabs my mom's. Like, Can I please take a picture of Joe, my older brother. Her name was Kathy so, Ireland. Well, yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. You Long story short, that picture got Joe a commercial, which got him on the Tonight Show, and wow. then from there it just went. And every time Joe did something, if they needed a flashback or if they needed a baby, it was me because I looked wow. just enough like right. him. So, and then, and then I got my own. I started my own career at uh, three with Dynasty. <laughs> I was the baby on Dynasty. My gosh, I forgot you were the baby on Dynasty. The yeah. Baby on Dynasty. Jeez. So yeah, um, yeah, it just it just started that way, you know. So yeah, it's it's a it's weird. As you know, guys, it's a weird, it's a weird upbringing. It's an interesting road, you know. You have to kind of get every you don't get your your childhood, so you gotta kinda get it in at all different times of your life. So it's all strange and all over the place. But I don't mm-hmm. know how you guys feel. I feel like I got it in. Yeah, I just yeah. got it in a very different way. You know? You're also in a different category than the rest of us, though. It's like by the time you knew you were a person, for lack of a better term, I mean, what, you're seven, eight years old when you kind of no. wake up and go like, oh, I'm a, I'm a human. You'd no. already been in the business for five years. Yeah. Kind of. um, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it, it, now I mean, is that something that when you look back on your career and the way you started, is that something that you were happy with or something that if you, if you kind of look back and went, you know, I'm not sure if I could do that over again, or I was able to take myself out of the industry. I would have, you know, it's a, it's a tough question. I, you know, I try not to have regrets. I try not to look back. Cause every time I do, it's like, you're going to find problems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah. Um, and I feel like I, 
I've been so blessed and given so many experiences from it. I mean, who knows? I who knows if I ever would have gotten out of Philly. You know, I, I don't know the the world experiences and things that I've been open to uh, and I've learned. I, I would have gotten a chance to experience. So you know, yes, there's 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 some there's bad and there's a lot of good. You know, with everything. So it's just a very unique. I don't know. I just look at it as a very unique, unique upbringing. It's basically the way yeah. I look at it. I mean, I'll tell you what, though. The, the one great positive was that it really, it, me and my two brothers, you know, we had that kind of bubble and that insulation. So without them, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. I don't know what I would have gotten caught up into. I don't know where I'd be. I probably wouldn't still have been in the business, you know, because at different times in our lives, we've taken up the slack with like, you know, let's, let's stay strong. Let's keep going forward. You know, um, I did take myself out for the last, uh, um, the first, uh, couple of years when I got here, cause I just wanted to go to school. I just, I, I was in kind of the new school when I came here is a whole new experience I, with the kids and everything coming from like a Quaker school in like rural Pennsylvania. Wow. The kids here were so different. You know, how old were you at that time? So that was uh, 11 or 12. Oh, right wow. after, actually, right after I did uh, uh, this one film, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do a couple years of school because these kids, like, I just couldn't make any friends, you know? Um, and so, you know, that also kind of reinstilled the animal thing too, you know? The animals became, you know, my, my, my friends. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's strange, guys. You know, when, when kids look at you, it's kind of like when you go to school, you're, you're Mickey Mouse. It's hard to make real connections when kids go home and they see you on TV. Maybe their parents yeah. are talking about you. It's like, oh, it's... Yeah. yeah, we had we had Christine Lakin on and she was mm. talking a lot about how Christine and Stacey Keenan both talked about it, that like being famous at school was like a liability. Like it was huge. You, was like, yeah. you didn't want to be you didn't want to be yeah. at all. And you, know? you yeah. and you wanted to talk with people and engage with people so that they knew that you thought and knew that you were normal. And yet totally. they wanted to ask questions. So you wanted to answer those questions. So you didn't seem like you were avoiding anything. But then the other side of that is, oh, my God, all she does is talk about, you know, her acting career. And so it is a very fine line to walk between wanting to answer your questions and wanting to be your friend and not wanting to seem standoffish. And there is it's it's a lot of it's a lot of pressure. And especially at 11 or 12 and having just moved from Philly where you yeah. literally know, don't know anybody. That's a really yeah. hard adjustment. Well, as much yeah, as yeah. everybody wants to be popular, no 11 or 12 year old wants everybody staring at them in school. No, it's just, you don't want that. It's yeah. so, yeah. Anything that makes you different is bad. I've always said when you're a kid, which is, even if it's a great thing. Yeah. I know it is. It, you know, you know, what's funny is that you, you, you see that too. Like, the kids that are different, they tend to get bullied in school, but then later on in life, they tend to go and change the world kind of thing. You know, right. it's like, yeah. it's like be because I think they had that solitude where they had to like really go inside themselves at a young age and figure things out. Mm -hmm. It's a lot, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's a lot to go through, but you know, before we jump into your time on boy meets world, what was your favorite project or character or role you did before boy meets world? What were you most proud of before you got to Boy Meets World? That one would have to be Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes. yes. Let's talk about it. <laughs> uh, it was such a monumental um, experience. Not because the film was necessarily a hit or anything like that. It's just the people involved. I mean, yeah. and the timing in my life, too, because I love iguanas. Basically, you know, I, I, I love dinosaurs. I dinosaur sheets and all this stuff. And the, the cinematographer and the crew had just come off of Jurassic Park. Oh, wow. And, no way. And I had known cool. about it. Yeah, yeah, I had known about this. And of course, because we had such an amazing, <clears throat> you know, an amazing cast and crew, you know, Steven Spielberg would come down and, 
he talked to me about Jurassic Park and they then I got oh to go to the God. premiere with them. And like Whoa. so that actually was really stuck in my head because I didn't even know what I was getting into. And I just I think I was on my feet for most of the time in the theater when that movie was playing. <laughs> I couldn't even stay in my seat. It was the greatest experience. And then, of course, Sally Field, Robin Williams, and Pierce Brosnan. I mean, they were all, looking back, they were all so incredible. I mean, Robin never, he never treated me like the little kid. I was, I was an equal. I was another mm -hmm. human being, you know. Um, yeah, he stayed in my life for, you know, after that film. Man, they all did. Sally, it's one of those once, once in a lifetime, I think, experiences. Um, yeah, that one would be the one. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. Man, yeah. that's exactly what I wanted to hear too. You know, sometimes you ask people about their favorite experience and it's and and then you're worried like, oh gosh, what if there's a bad story I don't want to hear? And then you hear something like that totally. and you're like, that's exactly what you want to hear from yeah. being on the set of Mrs. Doubtfire, you know? Yeah, totally. that one was a dream, guys. That was a real dream. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What does it take to run a small business? Heart? smarts and the nerve to risk it all in the face of adversity listen to the unshakables the new podcast now available from chase for business and iheart it features real stories from real small business owners who take you through the turmoil triumphs and quick turns that help their businesses break through learn more at chase.com business podcast chase make more of what's yours Chase Mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Copyright 2024. J.P. Morgan Chase and Company. Hi, I'm Danielle Fischel from Pod Meets World. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% .9 of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio from iHeartMedia and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, host Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. We all can't help but wonder what awaits us around the next corner. What new roads are left to be discovered? 
What adventures lie just over the next ridge? Push beyond your current limits and find out. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. Where the road leads you and even where the off-road takes you. If you're taking on your adventure in a new 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is your always updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Whether the adventure is about the destination, the journey itself, or both, your SUV will match your tenacity mile after mile. And no matter how far you wander, you'll remain tethered to home without even the need to connect your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Every one of Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. The world is waiting to be discovered. What are you waiting for? Learn more at NissanUSA.com. So how did you hear about the role of Jack Hunter on Boy Meets World, and did you have to audition? Okay, so um, this is how it came down. I was doing a show with my brothers called Brotherly Love. We got caught up. We were doing reasonably well, but we got caught up in a weird uh, sale between... We got grouped into a, a sale of like three or four shows from one network to another. And we didn't really like that. And then we didn't like where we were placed. So the relationship between our show and the new network did not go very well. And so it, we kind of pulled the plug. And right after that, I think Michael Jacobs, the, uh, you know, the creator of uh, Boy Meets World, I think he realized that our show was being pulled and that I was kind of a, a you know, I, I didn't Available. have a job. Yeah. A free yeah. agent. Like a free, free agent. agent. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I think he, I think he called my mom like directly. Cause I remember I, this was in that period too, where I was like, you know, I might take another break. I might just go, I might want to finish the last couple years of high school. You know, I really wanted to play basketball really bad. And I was like, I might just do that. Uh, and then my mom was like, look, you gotta go and sit down with me and Michael for lunch. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I really want to play basketball. And she was like, please give it a shot. So, <laughs> Wait, can I so, also, can I ask and explain to everybody, your mom is actually also your manager, right? Yes. Okay. The, yes. At the time, she yeah. was my, my, my manager. Yes. Right. Uh, so her, him call. calling your mom wasn't just like, yes. I'm going to call. And then know. your mom telling you to go have lunch wasn't just like a mom thing. She was yeah. working. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Yes. She was working. Uh, she was working as my manager. Yes. So, so he called her and so we went to lunch and, uh, Man, he wouldn't let me say no. Yeah, he, he just—he no. just like just worked you until you said yes. <laughs> I kept I kept playing devil's advocate, throwing things out, and he just—he was Matt, Matt. You know, he talks. He's like Maddie, no, Maddie, no, Maddie. You're doing it, you know. And then I walked out there going, I guess I'm doing this. I guess yeah. I'm on the show. Yeah. I guess I'm doing I just this. Got railroaded into a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> say what you want about Michael Jacobs, but he certainly does not take no for an answer. <laughs> so, so, no. so you know what though. I'm glad that he did that, though, guys, because, again, you know, second up there, probably behind, you know, Miss Doubtfire's working with you all and that experience. That was that was that was pretty awesome. We had had a fun So so I'm really glad. I want to know two things. One, it was part of his negotiation with you that you could play basketball with the Home Improvement Boys. That never came up. Oh man, real missed opportunity. Real, real missed (laughs) opportunity. Well, wait, Um, I have a question. So, Danielle Ryder, I have a question for you because I know my answer. Did you, did 
any of you know that Matt was coming on the show well, before we kind of started? Because I didn't no. know anything about it. And we just got there and it's like, really? oh, and Matt Lawrence is no. on the show. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. no, I don't think I knew either. Yeah. Wow. It, it, and they, well, yeah, see, and I didn't know that. It, yeah, and it was it was like on like I think table read day like literally I think the so opening too. yeah it was the we, first episode no of the idea. fifth Surprise! season and it was like oh you have a brother and I was like didn't I already have a brother <laughs> because we had already <laughs> done an already. episode with like Eddie or whatever right and so I was like oh I've got another half brother uh, oh okay cool yeah we I think know. it was a total I think it was a total last minute decision because I, I you know because I I think they really yeah I mean I don't know what was going on with your other show Matt but I I bet you it was probably within like weeks you know what I mean like. Wow. I bet, you, I bet you Michael found out you were free, grabbed you, and then like completely wrote you into the show like right before the season. Yeah. yeah. Because I'll well, bet. think about it, man. Because think about it. You and I barely ever worked together, even though we were brothers. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Like no, they very quickly, they very quickly realized that the better dynamic was you and Will. Like, because right. you and me would be, we were two straight men, you know, like we were exactly. two, like neither one of us were going to be like the goofy, funny guy. We needed right. somebody to be bounced. And so it just didn't work, even though, so they had established a whole storyline with us as brothers. It was like, besides Chet dying where we got to like work together and be dramatic yeah, that like, was it. We yeah. ba- like that was it like we never yeah. saw each other yeah. we never even talked the, to each it other it was the odd I couple know. if both of yeah. them were felix and it's yeah. like that doesn't that doesn't work i think i think they just i think michael was just like oh let's plug him in we'll make him sean's brother that kind of makes sense and then they quickly realized like no this dynamic isn't as good as like you and will you know obviously just I that became be the whole show just devil's advocate i wouldn't be surprised yeah. if the pairing with will was always intended like man we really had a missed opportunity of having two older brothers that could then live together because then once it got to a place where oh, will maybe. was living on his own it was like what if writer has an older brother that's in will's age and then they can be partners the same way Corey and sean are partners uh, that's yeah, that makes sense so I guess. Yes. maybe but i just feel like it never like it literally never even got referenced that we were brothers after a certain point yeah <laughs> you know, like it, it was just like the yeah. elephant in the room yes <laughs> It's like no. besides occasionally, when, yeah. Like when the Chet episodes, like that was yeah. basically yeah. it. And like, but then otherwise, like when we're in college and we're talking about moving to New York, we're talking about all the things that like come up. It's never like reference that we're brothers. It's so funny. Right. It's such a just a know, forgotten man. thing. Um, <laughs> okay, so we didn't know you were coming on the show. Yeah. That's what it and, came down to. We had no and idea. Yet you you came in in season five, and similarly to the way we talked about having moved from Pennsylvania at eleven or twelve, starting a new school, not knowing anybody, how intimidating that can be. What did you, were you feeling very similarly coming into a well established show in season five? Were were you nervous? What were your thoughts? What were your first impressions of us? Tell us your your first experiences. Um, well, a lot of it makes sense now, knowing that you guys had no prep on me being there, which is I, crazy. But I mean, I felt a, a bit awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely. Um, I was definitely nervous. Yeah. Coming in. I mean, you know, you know, when you guys get into a flow of things, it, it's like it's like you're in a cheese state and then I'm coming in. You know, it was rough. It was really rough. You know, I, I remember um, the first run through. I mean, uh, you know, I think there was like. 130 notes and 127 of them were mine. <laughs> oh, we've all been there. I know that feeling. <laughs> I'll never forget like walking out of there feeling just, I was, humi- I was, I felt humiliated. I felt like, mm. wow, I really, I came on here and I really blew it. Like I, 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 I didn't mm. I, maybe I didn't do enough homework. I didn't watch enough episodes. I was, I was, I was really upset <sighs> with my performance. Um, But then I started to realize that, uh, you know, Look, 
there's no way it's going to take me at least a, at least a month to even get close to where you guys were. So I was like, all right, let's just give it, you know, give it a few more, give it a few more. And then somewhere around like the fourth or fifth episode, I feel like I started to finally find my feet with you guys. But no, I mean, you guys were great. Now that I understand, like, of course, this would have been a little awkward for you guys as well. Like, I'm sure we're all like, what is this new dynamic? Yeah. So I get, but there was no, there was no ill will at all. I mean, you guys were all, you know, very welcoming and, you know, all very nice. There was never anything like that. It was just a little bit awkward, I feel like. Yeah. I, I was like, yeah, like the new kid at school, you know, same thing. Yeah. You and I got along time really well. You and I got along yeah. really well right off the bat because we were like thrown together. So that's true. Well, I, I also think, Will, like you really wanted to be there. <laughs> like, mm, I feel yeah. like this was this was the era when I was sort of like, I want to get off this stupid TV show. Why am I, I not remember. making movies? And, you know, like because that would have been fifth season. Right. It's like I feel like yeah. that would have been like right when I was turning 16. I was definitely like, I'm better than this or I'm cooler than this show. or I want to do I just wanted to be somewhere different. I just felt yeah. stuck. You know, I felt trapped, yeah. which is. Uh, you know, I think just the plight of being a teenager in a situation that's felt yeah. out of my control, you know, like I couldn't, I couldn't, I felt like I wanted to, I couldn't live my real life. And I don't even know what that would have been, sure. but you know, like totally. definitely that was the era when I was like, I feel, I felt trapped um, and wanted to be off the yeah. show. Well, um, you also is, met you again, if memory serves you, you all met and worked with Matt before I did, because I had to go to Disney, put me on another movie uh, so we, I was shooting my date with the president's daughter and I mm. missed the first two episodes of the show. And oh, then wow. I came back and reshot the stuff with Matt. Oh. So wow. you had worked with him already for two weeks. And then I came in and it was like, he's going to be your roommate. Here you go. You're friends again. And then we were just shooting random scenes out of order mm -hmm. for episodes that had already been shot. So it was even doubly kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, no wonder you didn't feel like you were in a good flow. It was, yeah. very, it was, it was we very also, We also had a brand new bizarre. director that season. For yeah. whatever reason, oh. that was the season that Alan Myerson that came Alan in. Myerson, and we had, was we had never had him before. So That's it right. was like, it was like, it, it was, a, it was for whatever reason, fifth season was a complete shakeup of our show. And I, yeah. I think God, like whenever, yeah. when we, we started, we were all kind of off. Like it did yeah. not yeah. feel, it did not feel like the comfortable same environment it had been up until that point. Yeah. Mm. Which is, which is strange. But then they, you know, they threw us together and that dynamic obviously worked because after that first year, was it after that first season that we did H double hockey sticks yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. i mean they were instantly like oh you're now you're a comedy team you're gonna go yeah. do a movie together it was yeah. okay yeah. and then next so thing you cool. know you and i are looking at each other like oh we're in vancouver now okay <laughs> so it was weird they that's what disney like did to you guys do, do more than one movie or did you do two movies no together? we just did the one H-E-Double, okay. Yeah, we just did H-E-Double so hockey cool. sticks but it was but it was that thing where that's what disney did is they always tried to pair people up or see this is this dynamic's going to work or they did it with musical acts or it was like nobody's angels a perfect example where that was obviously some band that was trying disney was trying to launch so it was like we're going to yep. put you on a show um yep. and then you find them at a truck stop so it's, <laughs> yeah very strange all the way around i for one just remember thinking it was very exciting to have a a, a new really cute guy on set <laughs> <laughs> Danielle was bored I, with the rest blood. of us. I was like, <laughs> someone else to have a crush on. Yes, finally. These Screw guys. JTT. Right. I was I'm over, over my crush on writers. Hello, Matt. Was, had, wasn't going to, you know, Eric was too old, but finally. Let's open up they, the teen magazine and uh, yes. open up a bop and throw a dart and one of them's going to be on our show. <laughs> 
Yes, God. and then my mom and your mom became really oh, yeah. good friends. Right. And then oh, yeah. I, I'm not trying to embarrass you, but I mentioned it on a previous episode that you and I then did end up dating while we were yes. on Boy Meets World. Yeah. And I went to your prom with you. That was amazing. Thank you. That it was, was oh, it, it wasn't a charity. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for doing date. that. Pity that was really date. sweet. Really? Yeah, it was, it really was like a make-a-wish. It was a, a make-a-wish prom. Make-a-wish wow. for the Lawrence brother. It was really a of date. <laughs> It genuinely was. So I don't want to delve too much into it, but you, you you both kept it kind of a known secret. I mean, it was a secret. We kind of figured something was going on, but it was pretty much you you kept it under wraps. When exactly did you guys kind of start dating? Was it that first year? Was it the second year? That's a good question. Yeah. It was the second year, I think. Season Maybe, yeah. six. Yeah, I think it was season six. Okay. But maybe yeah. it was season five. I have a terrible memory. Infamously t- terrible memory. If Matt, if you have a better memory. Yeah, no, I don't no. think I ever I, knew. I, I, I think I had no clue. It, it, I no think clue. it was the second. It had to have been the second season. Yeah. It, okay. I think it had to have been season six because, yeah. because I know that there was a period of time before. This is Here's how I'm rationalizing it. There was a period of time before we started dating where we were just friends and mm-hmm. our moms were friends and we hung out. But there was always like a little bit of like, do we do we like each other? But also this is work. It feels weird. Like maybe it's yeah. inappropriate. And then season six. So I think between season five and season six that summer, we started yeah. spending more time dating. together. And then yeah. that's when we started dating. So when season yeah. six started, we were dating already, which is probably yeah. why you never really officially knew writer. Yeah, um, I have no clue. And it was, it was a conscious you decision. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, we were really I mean, good at hiding it. Yeah. But I think I was also at that point going to college. Like I started going to six season. I would have started going to college. Yeah. So I was, I was never on set before noon like remember yeah, they worked yeah. out my schedule so i was only there yeah. from like 12 to so i was kind of checked out i mean like we i had a good time yeah. with you guys but i did not like i was not as enmeshed in this the yeah. atmosphere of the show for this last yeah. two years yeah I think matt, matt slipped and told me one day really <laughs> yeah did you? yeah one day like you were just you said something where it's like no and then we're just but you know with hanging out with danielle and, and i was like wait what you're like nothing nothing no one don't look over here we weren't trying like will said it was a known secret we weren't trying to hide it from anybody but we also didn't want to be unprofessional it was very important to both of us that we were professional and we also recognized that just because we're dating now doesn't mean we're dating forever and we have to work together and we don't know how long this is going to go on either the show or the relationship and so let's just at least make a promise to each other that no matter what happens when our with our relationship we will always be able to work professionally with each other and remain friends and so it was a it was a conscious decision but i spent a lot of time with your family over the the course of the season i got to know your family so well they always have such a special spot in my heart and then like you know andrew is now a grown man a director he's like and yet he was little andy like when i you know back then (laughs) he was a little boy no i know it's well it's uh yeah it's 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 yeah, it's very touching, actually. I remember that a lot of stuff's coming back talking to you guys. Wow, what a <laughs> what an amazing period in my life and in our lives. What a just yeah. amazing. All right, so I have to ask: Did you? Because you you alluded to it a little bit, but did you watch Boy before you were on it? Good question. I always get this. You know, I was uh, not really. I wasn't a television watcher. Uh, I the the stuff I I liked PBS, all the nature docs, mm. uh, you know, um, Wild America stuff like that. But uh, I was like, 
I don't know. I wasn't a TV watcher. Yeah. But so, you knew of it. You knew of the oh show. Oh, my God. Of course, I knew of it. I mean, I knew of you guys. I'd seen pictures. I've heard about you. It was, I mean, we were in the same, you know, it was like the same circle in yeah. a way. Yeah. We must have met before that, right, Matt? Yeah. I mean, we you must know, like, have met at something. Oh, I'm I sure. Like something. I'm, I, I definitely, definitely met Joey at something. But I, I, yeah, I feel like we all, you guys have been to the set before in my yeah, mind. Well, with but, Will dating Jenna Von Oy, we must oh, have. That's we what must it was. Have, were there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah Do you know so, the first yeah, I, place I met your older brother? Randomly bumping into him. He was an actor. I was. I had not yet made it. I randomly bumped into him in the bathroom at Ed DeBevick's when we were thirteen. Ed DeBevick's. When we were thirteen years old. Now, for everyone listening, Ed DeBevick's is arguably the greatest restaurant in the history yeah. of the world. We've talked about it on the show, and actually, people emailed us that there's still Ed DeBevick's in like Chicago or something. Really? It's not in LA anymore, but yeah, some some people let us know that in some city, wow. I think it is Chicago. There still is an Ed DeBevick's. Ed yeah. DeBevick's oh, but, in Chicago. Oh. Please invite us to your please, restaurant. Please, <laughs> we have to do a Chubby's pop up at yes. the Ed DeBevick's. <laughs> so Please. Ed DeBevix, if we if we did talk about it, was like a fifties diner where the 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 waiters and waitresses were obviously actors, and they would get into their characters, and you you'd like look they'd serve you, and then you'd look away, and you'd look back, and they'd be sitting at your table eating your fries. They'd jump up on the table and start dancing. It was the coolest, yeah. And so L.A. and a kid from Connecticut, just getting I'll, I'll I'll take care of it myself. Just getting off the sleigh and putting the horse away. Um, <laughs> Going to Ed DeBevick's was the coolest thing. And yeah. the second time I was there, and when I mean literally bumped into, I literally, and I was like, oh, that was Joey Lawrence. And he was like, hey, how you doing? And he was very nice. He was like, hey, how are you? And then he walked out and I was like, oh, that's Joey Lawrence. He's like one of the first famous people that I, I met. I was probably 12 or 13. And to think that then we were all in each other's lives not too many years later was so strange. That's so funny. When was the last time or have you ever watched any episodes of Boy Meets World since it wrapped? The last time I think was with you guys. We did a sort of preview thing once. Um, oh yeah, yeah. We we've all seen we the Halloween the episode, episode like yeah. ninety times. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was you know, and I mean, and and rightfully so. I mean, I, man, I, that one was so much fun with you guys. I mean, yeah. we were. <laughs> I'm surprised that was only a week. It feels like that could have been like three <laughs> it was months. Like a whole season, a whole season of our lives, just that one episode. What? I feel the same way, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. that was hey, a yeah. huge bonding episode. I thought that that one definitely. for all of us definitely yeah, yeah for sure and so did you watch them when they were on like while you were on boy meets world were you watching them on friday nights or or did you just not see it at all no no so okay so here's what would happen there was one phase in my life where i decided to experience the party life Ooh. and uh it was this is how i became close with ben Ben and I on Friday nights would always go to this same place and hang out. So we would miss the show every Friday night. (laughs) (laughs) But that's how we got close. It's like we'd go out and we'd, you know, hang out. So this was like seventh season. This is at the end of the the show. show. Yeah. Yeah. We were going out and like on Friday nights, every Friday. That was like the night that we chose to go out. I don't know why. So I missed a lot of them. the earlier ones. Yeah, I, I was definitely watching them because uh, like I said, I was trying to get better. I was really trying to improve a lot. So but it that was a really interesting phase, though, because I had to stop doing that. I started to get really in my head way, way too much. I was watching it too much. I was trying to I was trying to do too much. And then I think there was an episode where. I had like a really, really bad experience. I think I finally got it on show night, but it was, I don't remember when, but 
early on, I think it was like episode three or four, maybe, but it was really, really rough for me. And it was because I was watching and watching and just mm. in yeah. my head. I yeah. stopped that. Stopped it. I, I'm, yeah. I've never really been, it always ruins it when I'm in it. The scenes with you guys, great. I can watch them. <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as I come into frame, I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't. I can't. That's yeah. how a writer is too. Yeah. 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 I'm and like, it's funny occasionally. I, I, I don't like watching, watching these myself. earlier episodes doesn't bother me that much, but I know as we get into the later episodes, when I start oh, looking cool. more like I do now, I'm going to be yeah. way more insecure and like, Oh yeah. God. Oh God. So awkward. Yeah. 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 I, I think we're all kind of similar that we, it's not the most pleasant experience to watch ourselves, but you're right. Watching these younger episodes where we're little kids, yeah. when you're a little kid, it, it's just it like, oh, we're yeah. all so cute little kids. But then yeah. you get to be like an older teenager and you're like, oh gosh, I can oh, bring God. myself back there right now. Yep. Oh, you know, the reason that, that way. The reason yeah. I don't like watching it though, I bet you is a completely different reason than you don't like watching it. Yeah. Well, everybody. you probably are reminded of anxiety when no, anxiety no, no, no. For yeah. me, it's that I'm such a television fan and fanatic that the second I come on screen, it takes me out of the fantasy mm. because it's like, oh, that's hey, me. Yeah, yeah. So that's I'm not I, I'm no longer immersed in this play because that's me. It's right. never like I'm uncomfortable with it. I mean, I know my work. I know what I've done. It's more just, oh, now it's just a real thing. That's work. So it, mm-hmm. it kind of takes me out of the fantasy more than anything else. Yeah. For me, it's more like oh, I don't like my face when I do when I do that. Oh, so don't mm-hmm. do that next time. Or like, oh, that's not a good angle for me. Don't stand like that. Or, <laughs> you know, like, what what was I doing with my hands? Why are my hands doing that? And so then the next time you're on stage, you start thinking about the things you had seen the last time yes. you watched it. And now you're like, yes. my hands were that weird thing. Let's do something new with the hands. And then exactly. you're you're no longer thinking about what you're saying. You're not listening to the person you're in the scene with. It just like yeah. being present. I, yeah. Being present became impossible for me after watching the show. That's why I stopped watching the second season yeah. or the first season. That's even incredible. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. So your family is still all in the business. You guys have all had multiple different, you know, music careers, film careers, TV careers. And the industry has changed a lot over the last several years. And you guys have actually recently, we talked about this a little bit at 90s Con and the last time we saw you. You guys have really created your own production company and are now completely producing and creating content on your own. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, uh... You know, you got to be able to uh, adapt if you really want to continue to do this type of stuff, I think. And yeah, the business changed so much and I'm not a uh, social media person. Mm-hmm. I, I respect uh, it and I use it for different things. Like I, um, I follow a lot of nature, a lot of architecture. So I like it as that's my entertainment, but it's I can't personally be involved in it. I think uh I have some issues with it. Uh, so I, I don't really get into the social media thing, but so that if I'm not going to do that because it's become such a huge part, uh, you know, I was talking with my younger brother, Andy in particular, and we were just like, well, then we were going to have to you know, generate content on our own because, you know, there was a period there where if you didn't have X amount of followers, you know, you didn't really get an opportunity. You weren't getting the opportunities that X amount of followers were getting. Yeah. Um, so, and by the way, that's the, you just, I just, that's the reason why I don't like social media is followers. I think yeah. it's very strange. Uh, it feels very, very foreign to me. Delete I, it. Delete it all. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, 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 the only thing I kept was Instagram only because I, I, I have a lot of like mentors I follow through there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I'm not, I'm just, just not a social media guy. So we had to create this company and, and start to make stuff. And we've always been talking about it 
And I think the pandemic really just, it forced us to do it. We yeah. were just going, okay, we've been talking about this for over a decade now. We, we love working together, but the work has already sort of, it's, we've put it together and other people have made it. Mm-hmm. It's just making stuff, you know, the only way, you know, we're, we're going to fail. We're, we're going to mess up. I think we, once we got over that, because we were worried that because we have a brand or whatever, we, and if we do something really bad, then what? Mm-hmm. Once you get past the fear and you just go, you know what? The only way you learn is if you fall flat on your face. Yeah. You're, too cold, you're never going to learn. You yeah. just got, in fact, the best time to jump into something is when you're scared. You just yeah. got to jump into it and do it. So the pandemic happened and we were like, you know what? We're finally going to actually just, we're just going to do it, whatever the consequences. And we, we self-funded one, which was really tough. I mean, we made a film on a, I didn't think it was possible to do it. We got a lot of favors. <laughs> All of our friends, we, I mean, it was incredible what, uh, the, the help that sort of rallied around us. And that's how we kicked it off because we got, we got it far enough along with that first one that we could do the second one. Great. We, we, first one, we're, it's not like we're like, this is some quality. You know? <laughs> you know? But you're, you're learning as you go. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And you're making movies. The- you're, yeah, you're living the dream, man. Yeah, the- yeah, man, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And, I, and there's no one I'd rather do it with than my, my family and... Um, so, you know, that's really, it's the people you surround yourself with, in my opinion, you know, that you take that journey with. It's not the end result. It's what happens along the way. And so tell us some of the names and where we can see them, where we can watch them or what you have coming up that you want us to know about. Tell us where we can find you. Okay. Well, um, there's a couple things on Amazon Prime right now. There was last year's Christmas movie, which we're actually about to go film. It's called Mistletoe Mix-Up. We're about to go film the sequel to that. Fun. Uh, it's cool. Yeah, it tended to, to do all right for Amazon. So they this time around, we're not funding. Somebody else right. is funding. Nice. nice. <laughs> Where are you filming? Somebody else's money. <laughs> That's a good one because, you know, you know, they go so far underwater. Yeah. <laughs> it's really become a problem. So, uh, so yeah, so so we're, we're finally getting financed. And, you know, and I'll tell you, Andy's really lead, leading the, uh, man, Andy's got like a roll decks of things that, he, that he's creating right now. And um, I'm just happy to, every time I walk in the kitchen, he's like, right away. And I'm like, just, it's just, I step in, I'm looking over his shoulder and we're chatting scenes and stuff. And it's, that's like that right there. That's the best part of it right there. Yeah. You know? uh, so do you yeah. and Andrew live together? We do. Oh, that's so great. That's awesome. yeah. yeah. So we did live together. And then I moved out and then I moved back in. So now it's like, you know, but this is, this is the same place that, okay. So th- this house, I mean, this is Boy Meets World right here. This, this is why I have this house. This is, really? that show got me this place. Wow. So, it Since I was 20 years old. I, oh, I was, wow. So it's the same house I know. You know the house? Yeah. It's just, it's, I've done remodels, you know, I've, it's grown quite a lot since then. But yeah, because wow. of the lizards, well, the you got to keep making all the room for the lizards. <laughs> <laughs> the whole house has just become a giant terrarium or terrarium or whatever. You don't understand. <laughs> okay. You have no idea how far I want to go with this. If I could, I would put a giant bubble greenhouse over my entire property and yes, live inside. Yes. Wow. Yes. Your neighbors <laughs> would love that. Oh, I can't wait to do it. I'm going to oh do this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Where can we find you on TikTok? What's <laughs> <laughs> your handle? <laughs> Matt, do people um, still come up to you and, and recognize you from Boy Meets World or do they do they mention brotherly love? Uh yeah, it's it, it's a, it's a mix, but you always get uh, you know, people are just so diehard for Boy Meets World that yeah, you always get that. Always. Yeah. Always get hey, you know, I, I love when you came on and they 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 
they asked me questions about you guys as if, you know, we are still literally living together. Right. <laughs> right. We're still in college. I don't right. know. I'll check in with them and see. You know? <laughs> I know. I know. It's so, no. it is so weird and also funny how people think that because we worked together, whether it was for seven years, like Ryder and Will and I, or it was three years, like the four of us here, yeah. no matter the length of time and no matter how much time passes, it is an expectation that we are all incredibly close and that we <laughs> talk friends. all the time yeah. and that we love each other and that no matter what the other one does, we're there to support. It is so weird. I like I've turned it around a couple of times and been like, do you still also talk to everyone you have ever worked with? Right. <laughs> when you were from 13? high school? Yes. High school? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's but, you know, I think it's 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 because the show had such that. I mean, we celebrated the ensemble, right? I mean, that yeah. was like what those Civil War episodes were all about, was like how this group of friends needs each other. And like, you know, I think a lot of TV shows create, that's like, uh, that's what TV shows do is they create a sense of community, you know, like yeah. on, on the show, it's like you're inside this group, at, you know, whether it's The Office or The Bar and Cheers, like you're a part of this sort of pseudo family. Our show did that, but then also like really talked about it a lot. Like we did yeah. whole episodes about it. We we sort of like really dug deep into the idea that like this group of all of us are were forever friends. Um, so I think, you know, if you're a fan of the show, it makes sense that you would kind of assume have well yeah you would have a, a sort of halo effect that they would have you know go into all us as as actors too yeah like that oh they must all also be best friends and hang out although otherwise it was all a lie right, right. right. Yeah. well i i would like to say <laughs> yeah seriously i would like to say to you matt i am so glad that you came on the show for a number of reasons one because mm -hmm. you and i got along very very well yeah um we did we also were good foils for each other. We, we played very well off of each other. Yeah. But Eric could easily have been that character that just kind of started to fall by the wayside because they really had the Corey Sean Topanga thing going on. And it easily could have been, we're just going to scoot this out. Will's going to come into a scene here or there. So bringing you on the show, our characters were able to get... I mean, we, all, we, we often on the show talk about the two Boy Meets Worlds where you and I mm. at times might as well have been on a completely different television yeah. show. I know. And it was it was you and I together as kind of that odd couple thing and it just worked. And so I'm very glad that you were brought on the show because it it took took my dynamic and selfishly took my dynamic in a whole different way. And like the Fraser Niles thing, the more straight man you played, the more crazy I got to go. <laughs> and you got to really see the dynamic of how because you grounded the scenes we were in. Eric could become a living cartoon character. Totally. So it worked because you were there. So, yeah, uh, yeah I just want to, I, I thought it was awesome when you brought on. So thank you, because it certainly made my life a hell of a lot easier with you being there. Well, and mm -hmm. I'd like to thank you for coming up with the idea for this podcast. Yeah, that was because awesome. When you came up with the idea for us to do this podcast, we were so it just happy. Changed, changed everything, you know? When you, <laughs> you can tell by it. Matt's face that he does not listen to Pod Meets World. Is what I just took away from that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Matt's face, like, what what the hell are you Matt's talking like, about? I, I don't have anything to say to that. Oh, it's so funny. Uh, yeah, well, well, I'll tell you, man, I think we should have uh we should have gone on to do another uh, you know, we should have gone on to do the enough show. Yeah, we, we so we easily could have. Oh, oh, we easily could have. Wanted to got another thing, it got into a whole caught up into a whole thing, man. Well, there were talks well, from what I hear. There were talks about yeah. us spinning off into a show. Yeah, but just um, let us do it somewhere else, and, and that was the problem. Yeah, that was the problem. 
Well, yeah, it's so, never too late. Sometimes it is. <laughs> I love it. Matt, will we see you next year for some cons? I think so. Okay, yeah, I think good. That was my first that was my first con, guys. Or like the 90s my, con? Yeah, that was That's my a great start. Big. But the first one I I went and I couldn't handle it and I left uh, that that day. I was like I, I don't, this is too much for me. Was that the, the one in South Texas? Con, yeah, I couldn't you handle took, it. You took you bailed from that one, huh? I didn't you, know that. That one, man. I I was like I was thrown off by it. I I I don't know. Um, but the, the 90s con, totally different experience. Absolutely loved it. It was great. It was good. great. Yeah. yeah, good. Right. good. Join good. us next year. Out. It's going to be really fun. <laughs> I we get, love to. Yeah, we'll go, we'll go have great dinners after. You'll get to hear Ryder and Will argue politics. You'll hear me play. You'll hear me play mediator where I'm like, well, I think what Ryder is saying. Well, I think what Will is saying. And so it'll, it'll be great. We'll have a great well, time. You I, miss, I miss you guys. I we do. miss I you too. We miss you too. There is a restaurant we want to take you to. It serves the best iguana you've ever had. <laughs> you know what they, you know, well, listen, that's not going to be a surprise to me because, you know, from South America all the way down there, it's, it's called the chicken feet. If things if really hit the fan, you know. <laughs> got you, have 12, you have 12 babies. <laughs> got 12, 12 meals. 12 oh, days of food. Just, just that window you're in front of just becomes a big drive through window. I like that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Thank you so much for being here. This has been so much fun. So good to see you, man. Yeah. Yeah. We will see you again soon. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's stay in touch. All right. Let's do it. I'll hit you up. We're having lunch next week. We talked already. Perfect. All right. Cool, man. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye, Matt. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What does it take to run a small business? Heart? smarts and the nerve to risk it all in the face of adversity listen to the unshakables the new podcast now available from chase for business and iheart it features real stories from real small business owners who take you through the turmoil triumphs and quick turns that help their businesses break through learn more at chase.com business podcast chase make more of what's yours Chase Mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Copyright 2024. J.P. Morgan Chase and Company. Hi, I'm Danielle Fischel from Pod Meets World. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? 
The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, host Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. We all can't help but wonder what awaits us around the next corner. What new roads are left to be discovered? What adventures lie just over the next ridge? Push beyond your current limits and find out. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. Where the road leads you and even where the off-road takes you. If you're taking on your adventure in a new 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is your always-updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Whether the adventure is about the destination, the journey itself, or both, your SUV will match your tenacity mile after mile. And no matter how far you wander, you'll remain tethered to home without even the need to connect your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Every one of Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. The world is waiting to be discovered. What are you waiting for? Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's so funny. so fun i can't stand that guy he's God, worse. I hate him. just the worst he's so the mean worst. caustic yep. know, snarky right? <laughs> that's Man. always he has stayed exactly, exactly the same the same I yep know. yep always Since the most the positive we met him yeah yeah he's just yeah. like the happiest like i mean i that's wouldn't him. say happiest but he's no, a but very positive him. he never says a negative thing like no i've never heard a bad thing about anybody it's just like it just it's like if it's if if it's worth saying it's positive always yeah. you know yeah. and it's like that's so yeah. awesome you can that's you, you can usually read between the lines when there's something because it'll usually mm-hmm. start with well you know and then there's like a bit of a head nod and then it goes but the positive is like exactly. it always, yeah, right. always ends up yeah. with always yeah. him yeah. finding the silver lining and finding the positive and his his whole family is very much they're the same way yeah. yeah. Um, for and, people that were raised, and, and again, we, we've talked about the difference between growing up in the industry and being raised in the industry, and those are two very different things. Their whole family could easily be pretty terrible people. Yeah. And yeah. they're not. Yeah. They're not yeah. at they're all. They're just not. I know. So, yeah. yeah, it's great. Well, that was really fun. I'm so glad that, that he, he came on and went over all those fun memories with us. This has been a great episode of Pod Meets World, if I do say so myself. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show. You can email us at Pod Meets World Show at gmail.com. And we have got merch. Mizzy, mizzy, merch! Pod Meets World Show.com. So glad it's going to keep changing. Uh, yeah. Join us next for episode 119. We will be recapping that episode. And yeah, it was great talking to you guys, as always. I always am amazed. I don't know why I'm amazed. It's been so many years of us together, but I'm always amazed that no matter what kind of mood I'm in before I see you, seeing you and talking with you, I'm always like, 
yeah, this is fun. I feel yeah, better me now. Too. Yeah, me too. I know. It's the worst, isn't it? Isn't it awful? Oh, I hate oh. it. All right. I look, we got together this weekend and it was yeah. it was supposed to be like a two and a half hour rehearsal. It ended up being like five hours of just hanging out. <laughs> Yeah. And like, we, I didn't want to leave. Like, I had to go pick up my son. It was like, we, we talked about the show for 20 minutes. But it's like, oh, we, we, we're doing this all week. We're talking to each other. And then on our weekends, we're still choosing to just sit around and talk. I know. I don't know how we have not run out of things to talk about. But we like each other I know. too much. I agree. All right. Well, oh, thank wow. you, everybody. Uh, Will, you want to sign us off? Sure. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. And you can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all in the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th.